previously on Quest Friends Forever. There are no crickets. There are no birds chirping. There is no restless livestock. There is no sound. No matter where you look, there is no one. Every living thing in Remedy is just gone. The 800-year-old leader of the Petrichor Forest has died. That was my whole reason for the way that I am. And now I've spent so much time hating somebody. And who am I now that that person is gone? Wouldn't you know it? You have a dream, Jared. It's the halfling that you've been seeing. I don't know if I can reach out like this anymore in this way. We need to meet in person. The Pantheon! Can you go there? Do you know where that is? Val, do you know what we do here, the readers? I would like to try to read the the elements that make up your alloys. Seaver opens her eyes and pulls her hands back from your shoulders very quickly and very suddenly. I need to um, leave immediately. How well do you know your robot friend? Whoever built Val built them for a purpose. Further back, there was murder. There was torture. Whoever built this robot built with some of the most malicious intents we have ever seen. I burst through the foliage. No need to say hello. Let's go to the Pantheon. We're back in the library. It's a couple minutes later after Laverne and Stephanie have been talking and Jared re-entered. We're all back inside. Stephanie, you said you wanted to speak to Val about what you discovered. So why don't we do that? You you re-enter the library where, where Val is. Val's still looking a little bit dejected and confused about what happened. And um, yeah, take it away. Okay, so paint a picture for me, David. What is Val doing? Like, how how is Val reacting right now? Val is, height-wise, is a little shorter. You can't really tell that Val is slouching because it's Uh-oh. a robot. But it is. It's about three or four inches shorter than it normally is. So I don't know whatever joints or mechanical servos and whatnot that kind of make this robot slouch a little bit. It is. And they're also not really reactive and energetic as they normally are. So I'm just kind of standing there, just kind of, I was going to say processing, but then I'm not processing with my- Not literally processing. Not literally (laughs) processing. Yeah, I'm actually literally processing, I think. Emotionally processing. Yes, with my emotions chip. It's the sad R2-D2 noise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Stephanie walks over to where you are, Val, and sits on the ground. Since you're a little bit slumped over, you're already like four feet tall, right? Yeah, pretty little. Yeah, okay. I'm probably, so I, I would be like your elbow height, I think. So when normally. I sit on the ground, that's that's like eye height, basically. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to walk over there and sit cross-legged in front of you and say like, hey, Val. Um, Hello. <laughs> but sad. Imagine it's sad, though, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's even better because it's like. It, right. Yeah. Oh, geez. God, how am I going to do this? I didn't even think about this. Okay. Um, are you okay? I'm afraid that information is not available at the moment. Yeah, I would feel the exact same way if I had that reaction. I mean, I've had I've had weird reactions with people. Uh, anyways, because uh, protector, whatever. Anyways, this is not about me. Uh, I told you that I was going to tell you what happened. The person, when they they touched you, they were able to kind of like read some of your memory, I guess. Like, they, sure thing. They were like... Yeah, okay, cool. So they saw some stuff in there that didn't seem like 
you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that's why they were, you know, they reacted the way. Yeah. Like they, you know, you are this happy, fun, loving robot that loves everybody and wants to be a friend. Sure Sure thing. That's not what they saw. They saw at some point you hurting people and that scared them. And they were already already afraid of robots uh, or whatever um, you are. They were afraid of metal beings in general. And you kind of punched through that and they were like, all right, maybe. And then to see that, I think, was just a really big shock. They didn't know how to process that. And I don't think they do know how to process it right now. As you're talking to me... When you say that, I turn towards, I know they're not there anymore, but those other readers, I turn towards the direction that they walked off or ran off towards, facing away from Stephanie, and I say, It appears that your memory engram is malfunctioning. As a model XFCED001, <laughs> I'm equipped with the correct Aww. maintenance protocol. Would you like some assistance? And just wait for a reply before turning back to Stephanie. They're all outside. They didn't come back inside with you. Yeah. See, I know that that's not you. And I know from DJ, right? I have his journal. I hold up his journal. He found you and you were kind of in shambles. Didn't know what you were, what you did before or anything, but just saw something, someone that needed help or, you know, Don't could worry. help him. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. Yeah, exactly. So he wanted to, he wanted to help and he also wanted your help and, I I don't think that what happened in the past that that wasn't Val. This is who you are. And so whatever Hello. whatever that was, I know that that's not going to come back. I don't know how, but I'm the protector, so I mean everybody's got to kind of listen to you. But um but I know that that's not you. And whatever you did before, that doesn't matter. You don't even know. Um uh oh. That's not- there seems to be some trouble with my memory engram matrix. Yes, yes. I know the diagnostic protocol. Just a sec. And then this is a big whang, thing. Val hits the glass dome really and comically hard to, <laughs> to 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 see if I can re remember again. Yeah, I mean, buddy, I think we're just gonna have to wade through this together. But I want you to know that you're not alone, and that whatever that was or is, I'm gonna make sure that that doesn't happen again. So you can trust me. I am friendly and uh, approachable. Mm-hmm. There's a short beat of silence, and then Val reaches up uh, their arms in a, in a sort of like a, I want to hug mom motion. Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. I give Val the biggest hug. Like, not, not like the, you know, half-assed one that I normally give for the like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening. But I just fully embrace Val. While that conversation is happening, uh, on the other side of the library, Laverne is standing with Jared and Ellie. And Laverne has kind of guided you to this corner, Jared, because she heard you outside say you had to go to the Pantheon. So she kind of pulls you aside and she says, "Um, so I heard you say you're going to the Pantheon next. Yes. Uh, We have to go quickly, apparently. Interesting. Have, Have you been before? Never, I don't think. So do you know what your plan is or what you're going to do there? Kinda. 
I usually jump head first into things and then um, they oftentimes work out. I'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's fine. We're going to be fine. When you say oftentimes, Ellie kind of makes a face like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going on a, on a, on a, you know, bias system, but yeah, oftentimes. Laverne. You hear, uh, you hear faintly uh, way in the background. Laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh, <laughs> Laverne. Laverne doesn't smile or anything. She just looks at you and she goes, which deity will you be seeking? All of them, maybe. I don't know. Oh, well, that's not really how it works. Well, how does it work? Well, let me tell you, she says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> song uh, song notes start Mr. DNA pops up. Hi. Flippy. Where did you come from? From your blood. Um <laughs> <laughs> So she says, "What? Why don't we get the group together? I assume you're all going." Uh, yeah. Yep. Yes, we're a team, so we're all gonna be going together as a team. Ellie says, "Yeah, that's right. We're a team." So Laverne says, "All right. Well, why don't we join the others, and uh, I can tell you what I know, and maybe you can tell me what your plan is, and perhaps I can offer any knowledge I have." So uh, you all walk back over and find Val and Stephanie in a hug, and it's very sweet. And Ellie goes, "Aw." And you uh, kind of reform up your little little circle. And Laverne looks at you, Stephanie, and she says, So the Pantheon is where you're leaving us for then? Uh-huh. And yep. which, which god will you be seeking out? Nature, I assume. Uh, well... I mean, given the, you know, your, our circumstances. Um, actually, we're going to um, look for the over-god of Feast? Feast, you say? And, uh, I mean, like, uh, just hypothetically in, in, like, the, you know, in the in the roots, have you ever heard about people disappearing? No, I mean, okay, people disappear, that's a thing. Like, an entire town disappearing? Like, the whole, the whole shebang, like, like all, all just 100% gone, no trace, no nothing. Have you ever heard of something happening like that? No trace? Like, they'd no, no, they weren't killed, they weren't taken away, they were just missing. No, nope, I... Look, I'm a, I'm a nature person. You know this. We're druids. I looked on the ground, could not find tracks, could not find any of the things. There were some horse bones, but that was in the, you know, that was a ways away. Well, that um, seems unrelated, she says to you. <laughs> 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 the person playing her says to you. Actually, hold on. Can we touch on those bones a little bit more? I'm uh, sorry. It's actually jogging a memory about like why we're going to the Pantheon in the first place. Um, yeah, for some reason, like we a... should talk about the bones. Oh, dear. like the bone no, zone. You. Yeah, like mm. it's a thing. Mm. The bone, um, exactly. It, it was the bone zone. That's true. I, I did that. I guess I will own that. I did that. <laughs> I, I did that. I'll have to wear that. I guess it was me. It's it, yeah. Me. You gotta wear that hat. So, uh, she she considers your question for a second, and she goes, "Well, no, protector. I'm afraid I've never heard of an entire city just simply vanishing." Well, it looks like, um, see, this is actually why I think my destiny was probably to leave because, um, and come back obviously and help and do the whole thing. But like, ah, uh, maybe, I mean, I was there, I, they were gone. It was a thing. And I just, now I'm, now I'm trying to help find those people and, you know, do the protecting thing, I guess. I mean, I don't know. And she looks at Ellie. Ellie's like, um, 
yeah, that's that's what we're um, gonna do. It was it was remedy, by the way, is where it was. Um, it was remedy. That's why we're looking for the the overgotta feast because it was it was harvest tide. You know, um, you know they 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 had that whole the whole festival. Are you you know you know right? And Leverin goes, I am familiar with that tradition. Sure. So she says, Well, um, that is quite peculiar. I have never heard of anyone disappearing, let alone a a deity making people disappear. That seems unusual for them to do, but I understand why you would seek this out. It does seem like they might have answers if you can even reach them. They're not always, you know, responsive from what I understand. Well, don't worry. Um, you can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. I mean, maybe if they are not approachable, the meaning the gods, then maybe um I could call on on Mother Nature, and they could put a good good word in, maybe, because like they're they they have to be connected, right? Nature makes the 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 harvest grow, and the harvest can't happen if nature doesn't allow the thing. And I mean, like, right? So just anyone who will answer you, then basically. Just I mean, get, ideally, just get someone the, on the line. I see. Ideally, the god of feast, but if that doesn't happen, I'm the protector, and I have you know incredible nature things and powers from our deity and i can right use that as leverage probably i think perhaps I, I don't know. Is, does that work is there anything <laughs> in the roots about that you know oh if there was God. anybody that had a shot i would say you had a good one um unfortunately there is no 100 percent concrete way to get a god to speak to you or even appear i'm afraid they are still just rumors to this point um i'll take all those rumors i'll try all of them let's write says, this down well, most I take people. Out a pen and a paper. <laughs> well, not paper because paper's made from trees. <laughs> so some kind of. Oh, I, uh... I attempt to write it on my arm. <laughs> Your arm. Like... <laughs> Is this a so? Even though we're in a fantasy world setting, she has an actual legitimate ballpoint pen. Yeah, like just a blue ink Bic ballpoint pen. That yeah, she's you stopped using. at the city of Bic on the way here. Yeah. She pulls out a big the... box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just... The the cap for the pens has been a little chewed up a little bit because she's yeah. nervous. Like hundred percent. The, the that, little pocket that protector thing got bent off. Oh, it's uh, fucking. Yeah. It's, it's like nasty. bent up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Laverne says, "Well, typically people come from all over the continent of Constance to to pay tribute and receive blessings. It is said that anyone can ask for a blessing from one of the sixteen deities and potentially receive some kind of personal benefit that corresponds to what the deity represents." But over the thousand-year history of the Pantheon, the thousands of years of history. There have been stories that have sprouted about the gods appearing to people in some kind of physical form. There are those who doubt the validity of these tales. I'm afraid I am among them. But the people who claim to have seen and met the gods directly claim that the doubters are simply jealous or haters, I believe is the word they use. <laughs> or they just have That's not... Scripture. That's yes. In the scripture. Yes. The, the thou said there shall be haters. Or... They claim that the people who, the doubters, just have not seen what they need to see yet. So you're a hater, is well, what I just heard? I try not to be a hater, but I'm afraid I am a bit of a skeptic. I we're, mean, all born, we're all born haters. I believe in what I can see and sense and read in nature, and I'm afraid that is not among that list. But I will pass along what I know, just in case. But from the, from the stories and from the rumors... The steps taken to cause the gods to manifest vary from story to story. Some say it takes the payment of a significant enough tribute 
Some say it's a very specific type of tribute for each individual god tailored to them. Some say it's a specific type of ritual. Others claimed it was a rousing speech or a heartfelt prayer. And still others say it only happens to those the gods deem worthy of being in their presence. So I'm afraid there is no right answer, but I, I, boy, I just wish you the best of luck trying all that. Val, Val's <laughs> back compartment opens up and Val reaches in and grabs a handful of gold, gold pieces. Okay. And presents it to Laverne. And it's sort of like, here, there you go. Well, I, I don't need tribute. I thank you for this nice offering. I don't need any tributes. I'm already here in front of you. I have appeared. Please comply with my instructions. Well, uh, I will politely decline and I Please welcome you to keep with my instructions. It. I think you will need it more than me, little one. We don't really do that here. When you do arrive, you will find there is no governing body of the Pantheon. There is no ruler, no council to make decisions or pass judgments. Uh, it is completely self-sufficient. It is said that all of the actions that are required within the city walls are ordered directly by the gods themselves to the monks and the clerics that live there. There is no militia. There is no military there has even never been a recorded act of violence in the history of the Pantheon, which again spans back thousands of years. The only people that live there permanently are the clerics and monks that have dedicated their lives to serving the gods of their choice. They maintain the city, they upkeep the shrines, and once they take on that responsibility, they never speak again. So I'm afraid you won't really be able to ask for directions from anyone. I mean, but they like... They're good at charades, probably. I'm sure they will point, yes. I think we could do this. There are many, many inns and such in the city walls to accommodate visitors. How many outs? I don't understand. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Camera pans to the right, and there's just some guy standing there like, it's, uh, it's, uh, another, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Dave holding a remote control on like a boom, like who's not supposed to be in frame wearing all black. Like, <laughs> Oh, whoops. Like a stage I've got, the, all black. I've got yeah. the Quest Friends Forever cast hoodie on. Yeah, literally. Casting cast and crew hoodie on. <laughs> Buy it on our website. It's got, it's got a big it's got a big Netflix logo on there too. So yeah, coming out. soon. Yeah. Ooh, I mean maybe not it. Netflix. Eh, yeah. We'll find we'll find somebody to buy it. We'll go we'll go to we'll go to Quibi. Um We'll go to Tubi. <laughs> not Quibi. As seen oh on my Tubi. God. Yeah, no Tubi. <laughs> oh my god. So uh Laverne says I, I wish I had a more concrete answer for you, but, you know, after seeing what you have done here and seeing what you have accomplished, I have faith in you that you will be able to accomplish whatever you need once you arrive. Stephanie's hand goes to her chest and is like, really? Yes. You think I mean, we could do this? Well, of course. I mean, all of you. You've all impressed me greatly. I mean, I'm not sure what to think still of a few of you, but s still your, your deeds speak for themselves. Yeah, a few of you are on thin ice. Well, <laughs> oh my goodness! A few, a few of you other ones over there on thin well, eyes. Oh my goodness! Sure, yes, but no. I, I, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. It is the next day. You are all at the edge of the Petrichor Forest. You have regrouped. You have packed up all your things. You've reloaded the carts. You have fed Horus, 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 and Horus. You are all ready to roll. A lot of citizens have come to say goodbye. They are still going to work on this whole new idea of government you have proposed, Stephanie, of fantasy socialism. 
Um, they have made a promise to give it their shot, give it a shot, basically, give it their all, and they are grateful for everything you have done. So there is a huge crowd here to see you off. I'm doing and, uh, I'm doing dancing lights in a smaller scale for like kids that are okay. there. So sort of yeah. like little little a mini little fireworks show, but like within that fireworks show, you can uh, no copyright infringement intended. You see little faint sort of Daft Punk characters. Sure. It's just two little Daft Punk guys kind of jamming and dancing, and I've got music going for the kids, and the kids are really enjoying it. So nearby, there is uh, there's a, a little boy, maybe like five years old. He's sort of hiding behind his bigger sister. She's like 10. He's like kinda, He wants to look at you, but he's still a little unsure, and they're both watching. And next to them is Al, the guard that you charmed, and he's fucking loving it. That's your is audience. Like, so like, I've got music going. It's not like crazy EDM festival music, but it's almost there. But it's quiet. But he is just... He's Shirts bobbing up off, and down, sweaty, dancing like well, a crazy no, fool. He's not sweaty, just like fully, just it's a fully it's EDM temperate. festivaled out. Yeah, he's, he's got a fanny pack he's ro- going. He's rolling. He's got. He's rolling. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's the term. <laughs> I don't know those words. Ask the kids. Yeah. So limp, limp biscuit probably knows. Yeah, he's he's playing limp biscuit. He has a backwards red hat on. As you uh, are are loading up the cart, and this crowd is watching you, Barrymore steps forward. And walks up to Jared. And she goes, well, uh, it's been kind of weird. But um, thanks for thanks for being cool. And yeah, I don't really know. This isn't really my thing. But, um, you know, it, it was cool knowing you, man. Weird? I have no idea what you mean. Well, I mean, I tried to rob a place and you guys like I'm kidding. Me. Oh, it's oh, been okay. really oh. weird. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, all right, good. It's um, been very weird. You're a very odd person. Well, uh, you know, it's a, it's a weird life, and you know, you're you're not so straight and narrow either. Um, oh no, not at all. Which is why we had our little side quest. So uh, uh, high five, I, I guess. She's posted <laughs> up for the high five. Uh, I go in and give the hand a little kiss. Aw. Uh, she goes. Oh. Uh, ha. Yeah. This. It is. It is weird, isn't it? It's weird now. Is it weird? Yeah. All right. It's always been weird. <laughs> Um, next to you is Ellie and she turns to Ellie too. And she goes, Hey, uh, bye to you two. Uh, thanks for, you know, keeping the protector in line. Ha ha ha. You know, they get, she gives her a little kind of a razz, you know, the little, the little rib punch people do. And Ellie's like, okay, okay, don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you, you seem like a calming force in this group. Ellie, she says, she remembers, uh, you know, Ellie's name that she prefers. You seem like a calming force and, uh, you know, Watch out for these these three. They they seem a little nuts. And uh, and actually, on that note, I want to give you something. And she uh, takes the staff of healing off her back and <gasps> hands it to Ellie. Aww. And she says, "You know, someone's got to look out for them. And I'm not going on the road. You know, I I could totally do it, but I'm not going with them. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna entrust you with that. Is that is that okay? Is that is this weird? Am I making it weird again? And Ellie's like, "Oh oh um." And she takes it in the hand, takes the staff in her hand, and she says. No, this is wow. This is really nice. Oh boy. Um thank thank you. And she uh Barrymore goes for the high five again, but Ellie looks at the staff and looks at the hand and goes, nah, and gives her a big hug. No. And Barrymore's like, Oh okay, yeah, I don't oh boy. All right. <laughs> Over by Val, as Val wraps up the light show and gets in the cart, uh Al helps put Val in the cart, and Al goes well, little buddy, 
it was great knowing you. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be less fun around here without you. But uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck on your magical quest or whatever it is you're off doing. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm kind of an ancillary character, so I don't really have that information. <laughs> uh, 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 and then I say, uh, damn it, there's too many buttons for me to pick now. <laughs> you have too many voice lines now. Fuck, shit. I you need ready to like categorize them. So like, I tried to. I have the, the they're color coded, so I know okay. which ones are like they're green, yellow, and red. But like sort of by emotion, I guess. Uh, And then I I tell Al. Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. You've been a great help. High five. He posts up. And then Val reaches up and says. Hello. And then high fives him. (laughs) Well, that's just dandy, he says. Uh, Over in the center, we have Stephanie. And Laverne approaches with Zabornak by her side. And Laverne says, well, you have done... You've done a lot, frankly, here, Protector, over the last couple days, and this forest will never be the same. I mean, it couldn't have happened without any of you. Um, yeah, I just, I just showed up. You, you all were the people that really made this happen and that decided that you wanted this for yourselves. Well, I think it took your sudden reappearance, for one, and your... Your sure. influence, your leadership, your motivation to get us where we are now. And I think I think I speak for everyone when I say we are, she kind of looks around, happy with the changes you have brought. Yeah, um, that's cool. And she's, um, Stephanie doesn't get teary very often, but she's definitely a little bit teary and like trying to like play it off. Like, oh man, there's, um, did you feel that? Was that rain? Oh man, weird. Weird, right in my eye. Laverne says, out of everyone here, I think I would know if there was rain and there is not uh, rain. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you found me out. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, she extends uh, her hand. She sends her hand for a handshake. Uh, Stephanie just kind of like looks at it and looks at all the people and shakes her hand and says, thank you for accepting me back and giving me a chance and also for giving yourselves a chance. There's a smattering of cheers. Y'all are really cool. There's a smattering of cheers and applause when you shake your hand and say nice things. And the hundreds of people who have gathered here to see you off are are into it. They're loving it. After you let go of Laverne's hand, uh, Zabornak is standing there. And she is also teary-eyed. But she's trying to be tough and hold it together. And after a second, she looks like she's going to say something. But then just runs up to you and like gives you just a really super tight hug. Aww. Ugh, and then I just start crying. It just the floodgates are here. When when somebody cries, it it just it's a thing. It's and it's a thing. Zabornak says in a voice that I definitely remember how to do. She says, "Thanks for saving us." You crushed it. You really did. Thanks for all your help. Hey Jeez. hey, like you should y'all should keep in touch. Like I mean, I gotta go. I have like another mission thing I gotta do. But like, K I T. Uh, when Zabornak steps back, Laverne's still there, and she goes, uh, yes, we, we will send an animal messenger if we ever need to get in contact. I, I know where you're headed now, so, you know, and feel free to, feel free to drop back anytime. You are also, obviously just let me always know how you're here. doing. Let me know how the government, like, I mean, just, just be like, hey, we're okay. That would be real cool. Even just, like, one of those. <laughs> just, sh- just shout. Okay, we'll, we'll just shout from the top of the trees. We'll go up to Canopy Heights <laughs> well, and yell. And- I mean, like, you know. 
she wipes her. This is a conversation uh, I have with like my mom who insists on texting. Like this would be me trying to convince my mom to use Instagram Messenger instead of texting because she texts full paragraphs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Laverne will send you a full paragraph. Yeah, just hit me up on TikTok <laughs> and, then, uh, and then sign it her name in the, in the text, even though it's, you can see whose name it is. Um, you should ask her to DM you and then see if she can parse what that means. So you all load up in the cart. Um, everyone starts waving. It's a big wave. It's like the it's like the fucking Titanic leaving dock. Everyone's they're taking off their hat and waving their hat in the air. Val does dancing lights one more time, but in the air above us, the sparkling lights all form letters in the sky as we're going away, and it says hello. <laughs> Iconic. So even when you when you type, you can only say okay, all right, amazing. Um, <laughs> as you as you pull away you hear those uh familiar voices of these characters we know and love see you next time sari jeinfeld says and uh all that dresher dresher who else who else i hope you come back soon sweetie <laughs> okay. she says okay. okay all right and you leave the petrichor forest and as you pull away and the forest starts to fade from view a little bit uh, Stephanie, you notice that Ellie is in the back of the cart, and she's uh, she's turned around to still look at the forest, even though you're going forward, and she's just watching it disappear. And she kind of comes out of her trance a little bit, and sees you looking at her, and she goes, "It's kind of weird, returning home after so long, only to leave again. It kind of makes you wonder what home really is, you know?" Yeah. Yeah. But we did a good thing, she says. She's trying to kind of re- reboost the energy. We did a good thing. Um, we helped make it better. And uh, it's nice knowing it'll be there again when we need it, right? Yeah. I mean, we got we got something to do right now. It'll It'll be there. It'll be there and it'll be better when we get back. This way they can just, you know, do their thing. And then we don't have to be there for, you know, the messiness that is establishing a whole new government and stuff. Yeah, that sounds right? like a lot I of mean, work. Like, yeah. Yeah, we just I mean, we went in there, we did what we had to, and then we'll come back and it'll it'll all be perfect. It'll come be great. Come back and get the glory. It'll... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she kind of looks down and then turns back to the front and she goes, "All right, I'm ready to finally do this. We got to go to the Pantheon." Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the mid-episode hello of Quest Friends Forever, episode 19. My name is Danny. I am your DM. I am currently very frustrated because I'm trying to buy the new Google phone and they will not let me. That just goes to show you that capitalism is bad and that's why we give away this hot-ass content to you for free. You're welcome. Let's start real quick by telling you about the Nostalgia Network, www.thenostalgianetwork.com. That's our podcast network that we own and operate. That's where you'll find shows like Nostalgia, where Eric and Jessica talk about movies and remakes and all kinds of fun stuff through a queer and feminist perspective. You'll also find the Lousy Advice podcast, where Eric and his band Lousy Advice talk about music and bands and songs and all kinds of music-related stuff and make lists, and it's a lot of fun, and they have cool guests, and it's great, and you'll love it. We'll also be adding a fourth show to the lineup in November, 
It's the show we've kind of been teasing here for a while. That'll be Eric and Jessica and one other new member of the Nostalgia Network family. We'll be talking about a beloved television show that'll be launching soon. I will announce it here when we have it, whenever we have an announce date, a release date, what have you. Um, Yeah, it'll be fun, and I think you'll love it. While you're waiting for that hot announcement, why not pass the time by giving us a like and a follow on your social media app of choice? We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, kind of. There's an account there you can follow, at least. Um, Yeah, we'll be posting stuff there. We post new episode announcements and sometimes some cool pictures, like when we hang out together in person, which we got to do again recently. Of course, COVID safely with masks and vaccinated and all that fun stuff. And since you're on the internet anyway, why not give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice? We love giving you choices, but if you could give us a five-star rating or a review that says we're, of course, hilarious and great and cute, all that fun stuff, those things really help. They drive traffic. They get the downloads. You know the drill by now. You've listened to a podcast before. Maybe this one, maybe another one. But either way, you know the drill. So uh, if you did that, we would be very, very grateful. And it would be very nice of you. And we would say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we will say thank you. And hey, if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, which is October 20th, then yesterday, October 19th, was Eric Lefebvre's birthday. Eric, of course, played Jared, and he is a wonderful, amazing, fantastic, wonderful person. I said wonderful already, but I mean it. I mean it twice. And he's an integral member of this team, both on the fiction of the pod and out of the pod, all that stuff. Great, solid dude. Venmo him some money. You should do that. Uh, We'll put the link to his Venmo in the show notes. And uh, yeah, you should definitely do that. That's what I got for you today. Let's get back to the episode. We are finally out of the forest. And let's see what the future holds for our group of travelers. See you in two weeks. Bye. It is another week's journey to the Pantheon, but for once in your lives, these days pass without incident. There are no surprise attacks. There are no encounters with bandits. There are no haunted bridges. There are no small towns in need of favors. Are there piles of bone? Sadly, no. Sadly, no. Um, Can can, can we make a pile of bones? I mean... (laughs) I do have a pocket full of bone coins. You do have that. True. So technically, the, there is always a pile of bones in. You his know what? Pocket. Sure, we brought we brought it with us. We technically he us. is a pile of bones. I mean, we're all we bones. Really think about we it. All... We're just all bones. So by except me. for Val, um, that's true. Does anyone? <laughs> David's face when that happened, just like, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Wait, like what? Huh? Are we going to find out that Val is actually like uh like a halfling inside of a suit the whole time? <laughs> yeah you know that scene you know that scene in men in black where I was just the gonna face opens up ju- and there's yeah. a little alien inside the face it's like, that's what's happening with val god okay yeah spoiler oh oh oh. watch men in black soon oh. yes be great. let's do it i bet cat i bet cat i bet cat <laughs> does anyone want to do anything specific during this week-long journey i'm just gonna contemplate existence and sure what and who i am that's and, important to do. Um, I mean, my whole thing, my, everything has been taken away from me. So what am I doing now? I don't know. So it's a lot of existential dread going on for me. Great. Yeah. I would Love say, those vibes. I would say for the morale of the group. Let's get this party started. It's a lot of dance parties. Yeah. Just constant Val trying to... Wait, everybody dance. gets kind of mad with Val because like, they try to sleep at night and the party's still fucking going. <laughs> Val, shut up! 
God. Well, that, that was used to staying up late, you know? Was, but yeah. can you do like the chill hop at night? Can we at least like oh, the lo-fi? To... I have a counter oh, charm. Yeah. Countercharm.exe program launching. Yeah, I'll stick to this. This this is what this is sleepy music. Excellent. I'm so I love too. this. Oh this is gorgeous. Ellie is gonna practice on this journey. She's gonna practice using the staff of healing. She's gonna get good with it. That's what she's up to. Um there's a few instances where she does it wrong and just like accidentally like bops Val on the head. And, oh, oh gosh, sorry, sorry. But then she figures it out and heals oh my it up goodness. a little bit. So it's it's very a lot of cute moments. Uh Jared? Anything you're doing on this week-long trip, or are you just chilling? I would like to learn how to cross-stitch. Okay. All right. Um, why don't yeah. you roll a oh, d20, no. just oh, a straight-up yeah. straight dex check, dexterity, to see how good you get. Five. You rolled a five? No, I rolled a three, and I have a plus two dex. Oh, wow. <laughs> so five total is what I got. So uh, you are trying to teach yourself cross-stitching. And the very first thing you make looks like shit. It looks like shit. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> what was it supposed to be? Uh, it was supposed to be a bat with a hat. Mm. It looks like just a gray streak. Unfortunately, it looks like a cat. It looks like a cat holding a rat. Yeah. I, some, you know what? Some wires got crossed. S- semantically, I got close. Or like, like phonetically, I got right. close. Phonetically, you were almost not there. so much. Unfortunately, the cross stitch does not make sound. So. Uh, keep keep working at it though. We love it. We love it. I'm I'm working. So, after days of traveling southeast ish, through small forests, woods, and even a marsh or two, the trees and flora begin to dwindle in size and number as you approach the dead center of the continent of Constance. When you wake up one morning after making camp near a small creek, you see it off in the distance, right as the sun rises, the Pantheon. or at least the mighty high walls that surround it, built on top of a large hill against the horizon. It's small and far away for now, but as you traverse over the grassy plains that morning and afternoon, your perspective changes as the walls seem to get higher and higher the closer you get. Finally, just as the sun is preparing to set and the sky is streaked with beautiful hues of blues, oranges, and purples, I see that on my peripheral vision as I'm reading, (laughs) <laughs> I see what you're doing. Higher and higher. higher, higher. <laughs> I love that we were both like, yes, jerks. Uh, 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 uh. And we were trying to like not like disrupt the narrative, it. but like it. we just, both of us at the same time. Okay. There it is. Finally, just as the sun is preparing to set and the sky is streaked with beautiful hues of blues, oranges, and purples, your trusty cart pulled by the horse core reaches the end of the winding path at the top of this hill and wheels up to the city limits. Before you stand the four massive walls you could see from so far away, built out of white stone and stretching hundreds of feet into the sky and hundreds of feet to each side. You can tell that these walls form a perfect square, mirroring the shape of the god square itself that represents the deity's symbols in the physical world. And indeed, the symbols of each of the 16 gods are chiseled into these monumental walls in the same places as their representation on the god square with the overgods on top and the undergods on the bottom, of course. As you sit at the base of these walls near the entrance to the city, you're all leaning back and looking upward to take in this sight that one could call breathtaking if one wanted. I don't I don't breathe. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got asthma, so fucking got it. Well, as you all struggle to breathe or not breathe, 
looking up at this monstrosity, this holy, amazing place that you have come so far to reach, the silence is broken by a voice from right beside you. I thought you were going to say it, somebody just it? farts. Hello. Val rips it's, one. It's Val. The exhaust, the exhaust pipe on Val. <laughs> like, it's this amazing, we see the most glorious, like, structure in you our guys, travels. You guys think that's funny. Like, you think that's funny, but remember, there's nothing inside Val that can cause smoke from exhaust except for the leftover weed that's inside That's all now. burned so out. It's burned out by it's now. Just there's no way to start in cloud. It's just a cloud. There's no way that's all burned off. Weed fart. Weed fart. <laughs> Episode 19, weed fart. <laughs> weed fart. <laughs> Woo. Not to be confused with Wii Fart, the Nintendo game. Oh, my God. Oh, true. True. As you're all leaning back, taking in this amazing sight that only few have seen in their lifetimes, the silence is broken by a voice from beside you. Gosh, it's really something, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? Oh, my, oh God. my God. Here we go. What? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my God. Iconic. You turn to see the source of the sound. It is a human man in about his mid-30s, if you had to guess, riding a brown horse just a few feet away from your cart. He's wearing a large straw hat that shades both his face and the back of his neck, a red and yellow floral print shirt that appears to be one or two sizes too big, pants that have been cut off and frayed above the knee, and gray socks worn under black sandals. Is this you, Danny? Shut you up. You into the I game? Did you actually make yourself a character? No, I like, did not. I don't I mean, have all of these details. I don't the, wear floral print shirts. Cut off shorts up to here, a little bit frayed. The well, the Danny. Sometimes you you have to write what you know. He's got a <laughs> backpack slung over his shoulder. His nose is covered in white zinc, and over his eyes, he's wearing glasses, which you've all seen before. But these have much darker I've... and more reflective lenses. Are they going to say they have, uh, they have a logo that looks like an O on the side of them? He's looking or up. I thought you were going to say they had slats like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and like then the con- he's going to pull out his fidget spinner, which is actually yeah. like a compass. It's his uh, spellcasting focus. No, he's none of those things. <laughs> he's looking up sure? at the high walls in front of you all, but he continues speaking anyway, presumably to you, but it's hard to be sure. You hear the stories and you see the drawings, but you know, there's just nothing like seeing the real thing. Am I right? He still doesn't turn to look at you. We just keep going. I, uh, looking forward, (laughs) not acknowledging him. I just say, well, sure thing, fella. In his voice? In his voice, yeah. That's a nice voice you got there. Foster Grant. Hi. Uh, Ernest Hemingway. (laughs) <laughs> Greetings. I am a variant Alpha Psionic Altonian well, Lexa Transceiver Unit, model number XFCED001, but you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. You got yourselves a robot? That's fantastic. And he holds his hand out, just sort of to the cart, not to any one of you specifically, just out. I'm Foster Grant. Great to meet you. Val leaps somehow. Uh, with the robot legs and arms, leaps out of the cart to try to shake his hand in midair to be like the first. Okay. Like if you're just uh, like, if somebody is just gesturing into a crowd of people with their hand out to shake their hand, I better be first. That's what, <laughs> that's what Val's mind is. Like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm the ambassador of the group. I am the friendly one. Hello. I go as soon as <laughs> Val leans forward and I grab Val and stop them. <laughs> and I say, and we're leaving. 
Val is now like a like a kitty cat that doesn't want to be held. When you pick up just, a kitty cat from no, under the no, arms, no, no, just no, no, let me, no, no, let me go, let me go, just flailing. I gotta shake the hand. You all seem like a fun-loving group. I'm loving this energy. It's great. Oh, Jesus Christ, he's still here. <laughs> sure thing. Someone, sure someone thing. just throw something at him. Hello, uh, Danny just Hello. makes NPCs. Hello, for us to hate. He's like, I it for me. Surely, it's for me. Surely they will hate this one more than the one. Wait, the wait, 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 wait. You have barely we, met Foster Grant. We should not read into this too much because Danny is playing Danny right now. So I don't know if we should really hate. This is not me. It's sort of like hating Danny. Then, <laughs> this is not point. me. This is like a. This was like a. This is like a litmus oh test right goodness. here. Okay, like okay, a, okay. How do people really feel about me? Let's okay, find the, out on the podcast. The physical description is a combination of me and David, honestly, but. <laughs> It's big touristy. Dang. Dad. Wait, is my big... contribution because he has a backpack and the the big Hawaiian shirt? It's a big tourist dad vibe. Okay, big tourist dad vibes. Are there are there are there fantasy world New Balances that he could wear? It's socks and sandals, baby. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you start to leave, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can't even keep a straight face, Danny. <laughs> does he do the? Does he? He like he also runs up to the the reins of the horses, yeah, and tries to get like a. Yeah, I'm like the, the cart is fucking hauling fuck ass away here. from this guy now. I don't know who this is, but they are not important. We gotta go. <laughs> he just starts running right alongside you. Oh, hur- hurry to get horse. in, huh? I get it. Is he on a horse? He's on a horse. I said he's he's riding alongside you, so it's like put him, put him underneath. But he's like, yeah, I'm seeking the overgod and knowledge for either you know a sign or a blessing. I'm trying to get a business off the ground. I, you probably noticed my you probably noticed my glasses. Yeah, see, we'd we'd actually love to hear about your business proposition, but we're kind of busy. Yeah, Val is now Go peeking faster. out from the side of the of the cart. How can I help you today? How can I help you today? He's now shouting sure over thing. the sound of the horses of the How cart can I help racing you today? at top speed, also running yeah. at top speed to keep up. But you see, they're glasses, but they make everything a little darker to protect your eyes from the sun. I call them sunglasses. Sure thing. Sure thing. <laughs> Wow, love the name. Sure it's catchy, gotta right? Go. It's so great. I think it's great, but there's this other guy. His name is Ray. He stole my ideas. I need to get there first and stop Ray from putting him out. I'm trying to get a Ray ban. If I, you will. I immediately halt the cart. <laughs> immediately. Whoa, the cart, whoa. If the cart, halt. If the cart could have screeching brakes, if a horse could have a break sound he he pulls back on his brain so whoa there i stop i get <laughs> off of the cart facing the other way i slowly walk around the cart to you <laughs> oh god and i say hey what did you just say oh the glasses you like the idea huh yeah it's great this is guy ray stole my plan stole my ideas trying to do the business first trying to get him banned a ray ban why are you following us? Well, we're all going to the same place, friend. Oh, dear. No, thank you. We are not going together, you see. Well, sure. We're just coming in the gates, though. There's only one entrance. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Who are you seeking a blessing you... from? <laughs> why don't you just go ahead and trot on forward? Well, sure. I'm gonna. We're, we're going to take a break because we're right. very tired from our very long trip. And we'll just go ahead and meet you inside. Does that sound peachy? Well, which inn are you staying at? So Maybe long. we can link so up. So long. So long. The the Renaissance so long. Inn. 
Oh, so long. I'll see. I'll look for so that long. one. Great. So long. Yeah, I it's think somewhere. You, it's somewhere in the way back. So long. I'm gonna have to look for quite a while. <laughs> I think your robot is skipping. So long. So long. So long. The, the guys at work say I'm a real cut up. I'm sure they do. So long. Well, I'll be Are heading you in. Turning up the volume. Do the thing. Do the thing. I'll be heading in. Guess Do I'll see thing. you inside. All so right. So long. Do Maybe the we'll thing. see you later. So Maybe long. I'll see you at the knowledge shrine. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and he uh, rides off into town, completely. Oh dear. No, thank you. Unaffected by the things that just happened. <laughs> Daniel Barkley. My beautiful we need to son. Talk. We need to talk Foster about Grant. your your look, NPC look, game, which look, is literally just look. like, oh my god, wouldn't this be so funny? Look, oh my god, isn't this so funny? A Ray Ban and like look. I could, I could. This is a whole thing. This is a whole bit. There like, are a lot of people in the world. This is gonna be so fucking good. Not I all of them. I would have suggested that Danny stayed up all night last night on DadJokes.net to see like the best ones but i don't no, think that's he where... had to i think he's he's got this just in his own in his own in his soul really. no this just... this is a, a danny b original I oh yeah this is just without that a doubt that just, that com stink just... all over it that oh, yeah. is where chuckle bucks he didn't even from. have that written down for this podcast he just it just happened right now you guys all mm, heard it live. look there's a lot of people in the world some of them are going to be kind of <laughs> weird i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you he just showed up i don't know it's just a chance encounter me, I don't even know who this person is. I don't. They he just showed up. He came from out of nowhere. I, I just, <laughs> just speaking through me, man. Uh, so he rides off, Foster Grant, my, be- my beautiful son. So you uh, have now made it into the entrance to the Pantheon. Um, it's very grassy, which is kind of nice. The there's no paved roads. Everything is just kind of uh, grass, but it's 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 there's upkeep to it, you know. Um, there's a lot of uh, small buildings kind of around the perimeter. These are kind of the, the inns. There's uh, some, some taverns and some restaurants, uh, touristy places, right? Um, the population, if people live there, would be a couple thousand. It's not super big, but it's also definitely not small because this is, you know, the fucking Pantheon. Um, it's Fantasy Vatican City, basically. It's like a country, okay. but it's really, really small. And at the center, the dead center of this, which is already the dead center of the continent, so the literal the most center of the continent you could possibly be, you see another smaller uh, white building. It appears to be made out of white marble, and there is uh, there are no windows. And, and no doors. And no insignia of any kind. But you can tell by the fact that this is not really... Um, it obviously doesn't serve a purpose as like an inn or a restaurant, and there is no buildings within a few uh, feet of it. This is the home of the shrines you, you gather. There's also a small line outside of it, um, and you can see that there are only two entrances. I mean, you can you can do like a perimeter sweep and go around it. You know, you can be touristy and check it out. But if you do that, you'll see there's only two entrances to this little uh, square white marble building. On the both on the south side of the building, there is a door with stairs leading up, and a door with stairs leading down, and it is sunset. Well, um... is there anybody else here? Uh, there's people on the streets kind of hustling and bustling. Um, you do notice it's far away. It's a couple hundred yards away. But the, the line outside of the shrines themselves, the actual literal pantheon, um, is pretty short right now. And there are um, a few people in gray tunics kind of uh, herding people along. H-E-R-D, herding people along. Do I have any more flyers for the discotheque? God, do you? I feel like... <laughs> because if I do, 
then playing the back compartment on Val's chassis opens. Val Still doing that, huh? Flyers. Yeah, oh yeah. And just starts walking around, starts, you know. Hello. And then hand out a flyer. Hello. You have, reaches out. You find three flyers left. I, I hand out the first one. Hello. Just the nearest person to me. And then the second one is just. Hello. Just to whoever. And then I'm now I'm holding one singular flyer and I'm like, ooh. Hmm. And now I'm scanning the crowd to make sure that this last flyer definitely goes to somebody who's going to go to the club. So you want to hang on to that flyer and maybe uh, until you meet somebody worthy of it? Maybe someone that we just met. Hmm. Maybe somebody who has this really great business idea that I might want to invest in. I mean, he's maybe looking for investors. You didn't ask, but that's true. Pretty rude, actually. I turn to Ellie and I say, okay, so we just go in there and ask, right? Ellie's like just looking around wide-eyed like she's like in awe of this place. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Is that how it's going to work? Do we just kind of ask him? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Is there a horse parking spot? There's some uh, stables nearby. Okay. We do that. And um, okay. Val I... comforts horse, 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 and horse before we leave, though. As, as is on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say... So... Are we all going? Am I? Are, are are me and Ellie just going? What? What's the situation, y'all? Are we all going? Should we all go? I mean, um, we're very unfamiliar with the territory, so let's stick together. Okay, let's go, everyone. Ba -bum, ba -bum, I was ba -bum, trying to think of a good name for us. We haven't really named our our group. I I mean, do we need just a the name? horses? Do we need one in the horses? Do we need a name? Oh my gosh! Um, I mean, we—I'm greeted to be I am a Varian, South Asianic Altonian Lexo Transceiver uh, Unit, model number XXCEDZ01. Like, no, you know what? I, I don't wanna, we what should... if we're called the Death Dealers? Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah. Okay. Transformers. Like we'll, we'll workshop this, but I feel like we probably—I mean, like. You know what name somebody in the fantasy thing. world doesn't have? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, I think Whoa. that one's. I don't know if that's accurate either, Ellie says. Uh, as you're having <laughs> to, this conversation. To Dave, the, the sound guy? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the boom mic operator off camera. You're having this little chat as you park the horses and walk up to the Pantheon. But when you get there, the line seems to have dwindled so much that there is nobody in line anymore. There is just two people. They are both humans, one man and one woman who are kind of, uh, they look, they're kind of sweeping up around the entrance. And they're wearing gray tunics. As you get close, you see one of them has the insignia of the overgod of light sewn into their shirt, like where their shirt pocket would be. And the other one has the insignia of the overgod of love. Ooh la la. Um, hello. We would like hello. to talk to the overgod of feast, please. They look up and the, the woman looks at you like kind of confused. And she points to the sky. Oh, like I should pray? She shakes her head no. And she points oh. more more emphatically. Val, like, just reaches up with both arms. Just point, just reaching up into the sky as if, like, like this? She looks at you confused. Eric. I, til I tilt my head back and I say, like, all the way, full neck protruding. And I'm like, hello? She folds her arms and kind of looks at you like... Like if she could, like if she talked, she would be like, "Are you guys fuck with me?" Kind of thing. Like let's look on her face, <laughs> and she point to the sky one more time. Do I see? 
Oh yeah, there's stairs, right? Uh, behind her. Yeah, they're like in front oh, of the We have to entrance. go upstairs. You have to go in and then up, or and then in or down. Okay, so we go <laughs> up the stairs, right? No, you don't. Uh, oh, well, are, no, are you I'm, talking I'm, to her? Oh, I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm talking. Sorry, uh, I did not do a good job with my character voice. I'm so sorry. Um, so up stairs to the sky. We're we're walking up to the sky. She looks over at the the guy, the human guy, and kind of frowns. And he sighs and rolls his eyes and he walks over and he shuts the door of the stairs leading up. Oh. And on the door, there is a handwritten sign that says, closes at sunset. Is it sunset? Yeah, it was sunset when you arrived. So by the time you got there, it's it's too late. So she again points to the sky like, and then points to where a watch would be. I don't know what she knows where to watch is, but she doesn't. uh, uh, Mobile sunset. Oh, sorry. Um, We... We are new here. We didn't know about ru- rules about these. I'm, she nods. We say new, gonna, like yeah. <laughs> Val, just gonna Val, thank, Val thank, walks up behind bye. her. Val walks up behind her, kind of tugs at the at, at her robes from down, like like a kid would. And then she looks down. Uh, and then I cast mage hand just to make a hand pointing upward and go, huh? Like she, I'm doing what she's doing. She very gingerly and politely yet annoyed takes her tunic and gently tugs it out of your grip and then goes back to sweeping. Okay, so we're not going to the Residence Inn, right? Or the Renaissance Inn. That's <laughs> Renaissance not, Inn? Is that what it's That's called? where we're avoiding, right? We'll leave the torch yes. on. Yes. Okay, let's, um, let's find a room, y'all. Okay, so there's an inn right in front of us, right? The closest one is called the Lakeshire Inn. Okay. That is definitely what I had not, planned out and didn't make it up. They're right not. Now. They're not as popular. They have uh, lower reviews than the Renaissance Inn. Renaissance Inn is really the. It's a little bit nicer. It's on the other side of yeah. the other side of the. Yeah, town. but we're a, also trying. We're pool. also trying to avoid. Uh, What's his name? Big dog T-shirt. Harry Grant. What is it? <laughs> Foster Grant. <laughs> okay, sorry, my bad. Um, we're trying to avoid big dog T-shirt, and so I say we don't go to the fake. A hotel I made up on the spot. Let's go to this other non on the spot made up hotel. The Lakeshire. Totally ma- not made up. Lakeshire, I totally, yeah. totally had The one that exists in this universe is very real. Yeah, totally. Okay, so, let's go. Jared, do you walk up to the right up to the clerk? The front yes. desk? I walk right up to those people. So you walk in and you see a bald dwarf sitting behind the front desk. He's got a long braided black beard. He's also wearing a gray tunic with the symbol of the overgod of light sewn into the little pocket area. Okay. He is sitting on a stool with his eyes closed. Um, when he hears you come in, he opens his eyes, but he doesn't move in any other way. Uh, so I walk right on up to him, this uh, zened out overgod of light character. I, I whisper, I'm like, hey, psst, hey. He looks at you. Hey, are you listening? He nods. Hey, um, hi. We're new here. Couple cues, if you don't mind. We're just gonna plop on in and ask a couple queries. So, first and foremost, these are my friends. We're called the Death Dealers, to be decided. <laughs> However, I had a dream. <laughs> um, and it brought us here. We're supposed to come here. I'm meeting somebody in my dreams. Does that sound familiar to you? 
he looks at you without any kind of emotion on his face and he points to his left where on the desk there is like a another handwritten sign and the sign says rooms 100 gold pieces and it's written in common elvish dwarvish gnomish giant variety of other languages and then just, he looks right back at you oh are you fucking kidding me jesus is there, a, is there a fucking best best buy or best in best night whatever bullshit? There's a best buy hotel. <laughs> Hundred pieces. That's a lot. I thought I had a lot of gold. That's apparently not that much. Um, okay. Val tugs. Val tugs on the shirt of Jared to get his attention from down below. And I look points, down and then points back out at the cart to gesture like, why don't we just sleep in the cart? Um. I look back at the elf of light. Dwarf. Uh, dwarf, sorry. Thank you. The light dwarf. Mm-hmm. And I say, are there answers in the $100 room? Or is this just for you to get us to pay you to stay here? He reaches over and grabs a sign and slides it across the desk, that grinding on wood noise, and just puts it right <sighs> in front of himself. Okay, perfect. I take the sign, I break it, and we leave. Shit, okay. <laughs> he doesn't react at all. He just watches you do it and then goes. <sighs> pulls out another one from behind. Pulls out another one. <laughs> of the, yeah, the pile of signs. Yeah. That clearly yeah, he goes through about 20 of them a day. It's it's price like, gouging, so he's used to it. Wait, yeah. Okay, how much gold do we actually have? Because I have I, 30 written on my character sheet, and I don't think that's right. I have 86 pieces. I haven't I spent any money, I don't think. I And I've stolen so many pieces. So to me... I'm like, I'm rich. I have so many pieces of gold in my fucking pockets. Uh, we'll say that <laughs> Stephanie and Jared are like outside the door trying to like, wait, how much How much do you have? How much do you have? That little conversation. Ellie's kind of just watching and she's like, yeah, we haven't really um, asked for money for anything that we've done for people. So, uh, oops, I guess. I don't really. Oops, all favors. We don't really come from a, a commerce-based society. <laughs> so, um, Oops, all favors. Uh, Jared. Oops, I guess that's on us. You're in charge of our finances. You, you're, uh, you're the talking person. You, you can. Uh, you have tried to ask for money before, and I think I said no. But you know what? Fucking go, go for it. Do it, man. Do right. it. Tonight's the night we steal. Yay! Thief. We're doing a heist episode. Woo! Thief time. Time we're to heist. Steal. We're gonna rob a bank or something. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, like, we probably shouldn't do that in, like, the holy city. I mean, like, once we're out of the holy city, but, like, also when we do favors for people, we should probably have, like, just just not in the holy city. I mean, like, the god, literally all of the gods are here watching us. Literally all of them in one place. They are all here. Including probably the the god of thievery. So let's make him proud. If we rob the bank in the Holy City, they'll never have, they'll never expect it because why would anybody do that? So there won't be any security. So it'll just be easy money. Ellie says, Well, they did say there's no guards here. Uh, No, 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 we shouldn't, though. We shouldn't. (laughs) Sorry. That seems bad. Let's not do that. (laughs) What if we rob the hotel? As the newly titled Death Dealers, I feel like we should start. We need to earn that cred. We need to earn that. We should really start. I mean, but also, like, I'm still, like, the protector, y'all. I don't know if I... They don't know. No, you're the protector of your forest, not this place. I mean, I am having an existential (laughs) crisis right now. But, like, you know... (laughs) Evil protector be like, screw him. Yeah. (laughs) Also, this this place is sandbox mode. Let's go. As you're uh, deliberating outside the door of the Lakeshire Inn, 
who comes up? Why it's Foster Grant. Oh my god. They were all booked up at the Renaissance. You guys get in a room here? Great. Roomies. I love it. Sure it's the closest um, one. It seems like the best Val, one to Val get. Steps forward. Do- sure thing. It does, but it does seem we Thank you actually, for your assistance. Um, You've been a great help. And then Val we- reaches up to grab his hand so that like we can like walk in together as roommates. Oh yeah, I like that. See, I'm gonna Okay, perfect. Um, you know, We've actually misplaced our key. They just gave it to us. We just lost them. But they have this really difficult policy when it comes to, like, new room keys. So they're not giving us a refund and we have an access to our room. Is there any way you can help us get back in? Real Butterfingers, huh? Dropping the key. Classic move. Yeah. Uh, Laugh out loud. This one gets it. (laughs) Uh, So what you're trying to, what are you trying to do? Trying to get, get him, him to give you pay, money? Get, get him to pay for our rooms. Uh, why don't you roll a Should we try to charm him? persuasion check, yeah. Jared? Okay. Ooh, fuck yeah. I'll do it. And I have a plus six persuasion. Oh, Ooh. fuck yeah. Zesty. Okay. I got a 13 plus six. That's 19. Hell yeah. Well, you know, I did sell a few units of the old sunglasses on the way here. So I've got a little bit of extra coin that I can lend for a fellow traveler. Sure. Oh, you know, that would just be swell. So sweet of you. I mean, I might need to do something for me in the future, you know, eye for an eye type thing, you know. But for now, sure. Let's let's hang out, man. Are, you want to stay in my room with me? No. I mean, um, <laughs> sure we're, actually, we're actually pretty tired from the long, weary traveler. As a fellow traveler, sure. you can understand I'm that, quite a, couldn't I'm, It's a long, strange trip, am I right? Long, strange trip indeed. We just keep on trucking, baby. Truck along, as they say. <laughs> David's face. Oof. All right, let's get this sorted out. I'm a, I'm a businessman. He'll I'll level with him. It'll be great. It'll be dandy. Get your things. Come on in, troopers. He says. Aw. Uh, yeah. So you have convinced Foster Grant to uh, get you a room. <laughs> Amazing. Great job. I tried to ask for one with adjoining doors, and they said they were all out. Darn. Oh, shucks. What a, what a sour night. I guess I we'll have to have feeling, a slumber party tomorrow night. I get the feeling that this is sort of like a, ooh, free hotel. Wait, is this a timeshare pitch? And he's just going to be sitting in our room the whole time giving us a stupid sunglasses pitch. Oh, I know. Like, we are How would morning. you like to be the coolest guy on your block? He starts. They're talking. cold <laughs> UV rays. Ever not, heard of them? Not like Ray, the guy that stole my idea. He's a real, and he looks around, he's a real bastard. Sorry for cursing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah, All right. So- Ever feel too many blessings <laughs> from the over god of light? <laughs> Block out the haters with my new sunglasses. But as you all settle in, you get into your room. You have big plans for when you wake up to hit the Pantheon. It'll be a big day. You're finally going in. You finally, we've been waiting 19 episodes. You'll finally go in by then. But as you drift off to sleep, the camera slowly zooms out from your hotel room. We see you guys getting set. We see next door, Foster Grant uh, pulls out a big box just full of sunglasses. And he's like, soon, my babies. And we zoom all the do way they, out. Do they talk Ew. back to him? Wait, do they talk back to him? They don't. Okay. Just as we're all wondering what hijinks we're getting to next, the camera rapidly zooms back in again. And we're suddenly back in the Petrichor Forest. It is very late at night by this point, which we can tell because it's dark. Thank you for asking. And we are in Rosewater, which we can tell because we are looking at the small island at the center of the lake from Barrymore's famous sketch. Now famous sketch. 
This island is relatively small, roughly 100 feet by 100 feet, and it's almost entirely covered by flowers. There are orchids, yarrow, bunchberries, three-leaved anemones, and trilliums in white. There are buttercups, goldenrods, monkey flowers, tiger lilies, and alpine violets in yellow. And there are roses, starflowers, spring beauties, bleeding hearts, and coral roots in red and purple. I looked up a lot of flowers. It's pretty good. Barrymore is laying on the shore, on her back, propped up on her elbows, looking up at the stars, reflecting on what has happened to her and the changes in her life over the past few weeks. As she thinks about these events, she smiles and sighs contentedly, happy to be back home after so many difficult years, feeling like things might be okay for the first time in a long time. But just then, <gasps> no, something catches her eye and breaks her concentration. A crackling blue and white wave of energy begins to emerge from the surrounding trees, seeping slowly toward the island like a calm ripple across a body of water or a light fog rolling in on a late autumn night. This energy gives off a haunting blue glow that illuminates the area of the forest as it creeps in, and it seems to be expanding upward as it also expands outward. Barrymore jumps to her feet and stumbles backwards into the flowers as this wave of light and energy grows, reaching up all the way near the tops of the trees and coming directly towards her on the island. The now sphere-shaped light stops moving just as it finishes crossing the water and reaches the edge of the island shore where she had been laying just seconds before. It stays perfectly still, just long enough for her to notice that her heart is pounding in her chest. And then very suddenly, and with no warning, the energy retracts all the way back into the trees with unbelievable speed. And then everything is silent. Barrymore breathes heavily, unsure of what she just saw. She looks around in every direction, searching for any hints about what just happened, about what she just saw. But there's nothing that seems out of the ordinary. It takes her a moment, but she soon realizes that the silence around her is strange. It's a forest, after all. And even at night, there should be birds or bugs or some kind of ambient noise, but there's not. There's nothing. She moves cautiously back to the edge of the shore where she started, where the wave of energy stopped, and she calls out into the trees in front of her. Um, hello? Her voice echoes off the mighty trees of the Petrichor Forest, the only sound that cuts through the silence, but no answer comes. As she prepares to change into her preferred wild shape of a fly to get back to town, she glances down into the water nearby, and she stops. Just a few moments ago, she had looked into the water and seen freshwater fish, frogs on lily pads, even a slow-moving turtle or two. But now, there's nothing. She changes and flies back across the water, resuming her elf shape on the other side of the banks, and rushes back toward Rosewater. As she runs, she notices there are no animals on the ground that dash out of her way as she approaches. She looks up and sees no owls perched on branches, no crows flying their silhouettes in front of the moon. She emerges from the tree line and back into the center of Rosewater. The scene looks exactly as it did earlier that night, with no signs of disturbance or any damage to any homes or structures, but with one difference. There are no people. Hello? Hello? No response comes other than the echo of her own voice. Barrymore runs from home to home, pounding on doors, calling out to anyone with an earshot, but she finds nothing and no one. All living things in Rosewater have just, somehow, vanished. Hey, 
This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like... The patriarchy. Systemic racism. Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations. And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not-stalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not-stalgia. <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye.